Thank you very much. There you go, sir. You can have some more. Yep. Welcome to another edition of Sounding Board, the podcast about freedom and capitalism. Although I've, I've been, um, I haven't been liking the term capitalism quite as much. Um, All terms get hijacked by the, the people that we. Well, I mean, this was worse. Like. Capitalism wasn't just wasn't hijacked by your enemies. It was invented. Yep. By you know your your, yeah. your arch enemy. So I just I, I prefer these days to just call it trade. I know it's literally all it is. It's just trade. I so know what you mean. Um, Because even free trade is has now been taken as something. Your health, by the way. Cheers. Um, As something that needs to be managed, that needs to be regulated, that needs written documentation. Yeah, free free trade these days is just balanced regulation on both sides. Um, It's not actually free trade. Well, doesn't even have to be balanced. It just has to be agreed by the state. Yeah, it's just state state sponsored trade. Yeah, and it's it's often non-tariff trade. It's not free if you're regulated yeah. back to the you know to, to only be able to operate in a, a very very kind of a narrow window. That's you're not free. Yeah, you, know, you might not be charged a tariff. You might not be taxed on it, but it's not free trade. But anyway, that was a complete a complete aside. No, I'm with you though because the the again even talking about markets and uh, you know we don't tend to use the term free enterprise. Uh, but that's that's another good one because again mm. it kind of uh, it's it's about trade, as, uh, but it's also about the other things that a that a company would do, which is to provide a service. And so, like, yeah, we're we're for trade, but we're also for providing a service as part of that. And it's being it's trade. being enterprising as well. So it's like yes. taking it's, it's 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 taking risks. It's seeing a gap in the market. It's prov- you know providing a service that perhaps nobody else provides. I love the word enterprise. Yeah. But it's not even easy to talk about freedom, is it? To just say you like freedom. I mean, freedom has become a topic that you can talk about more in 2020 as a result of our freedoms having been very much removed. Um, I, I think there's there's more scope for converting more people to the to the cause, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, it's still it's still one of those th- one of those words that people deliberately. Um, deliberately use incorrectly, so they will talk about. Do you think it's deliberate, or do you think it's it's that just brainwashing for some, years and decades? I probably both. Some some are deliberate, some isn't. So some will talk about freedom from something and freedom from this. Is yeah. like no, you mean free from? That's yeah. not that's not the same as freedom. And also they'll talk about um, the freedom to you know oh, you know if you don't have any money you don't have the freedom to you know to 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 to, to, to eat and stuff. Yeah. It's like, what, no, what you mean is you don't have the means. Yes. You have the freedom to do it. I have the freedom to buy a Ferrari. I don't have the means to buy a Ferrari, <laughs> yes. but I have the freedom to do so. And they're, and, and they're conflating. They're conflating two different things. Um, so I think part of that is very deliberate. Although there are obviously a portion of people who are just brainwashed and and legitimately don't know or Apparently. haven't even haven't bothered to think. It's about more that what freedom actually. Well, let's is. face it. Most people, it's because they haven't been bothered to read. And to research and to and to think most importantly uh, about about those concepts. And that's what we like to do here. But on a day where our free, it's been announced again that our freedoms are about to be curtailed. So oh. I I haven't watched anything. I've barely read anything. But what I know is that the new, the new and improved tier system has now been announced, and specifically because it's been trailed for a while what you will be able to do in each of the tiers in the UK, but which regions are going to be in each tier. That was announced So I believe, <coughs> I believe the restrictions in each tier 
have got slightly worse. So tier one is yep. worse than the old tier one, tier two is worse than the old tier two, tier three is worse than the old tier three. Yep. What has also happened is the number of people in each, in, in the top two tiers are, have greatly increased. So yep. there's, there's, there, there are millions more people in tier two than there were before. But there are also millions and millions more people in tier three. So it's, it, the, the fact that there are more in tier two isn't people coming out of tier three. It's people coming out of tier one, like us, for example. We were never, we were never in the tiers. Well, we were taught we weren't. I, I well, no, we, no, we, we were. No, every, every, everyone was the, the, the. I think the the the, the least tier tier one, which was medium. medium. <laughs> <laughs> there was no low, was there? <laughs> there was no low. So we were we were medium before, um, uh, but now we're. Is it is it high, medium high, very high, very very high indeed. I remember you going through. <laughs> <laughs> I'll refer you back to yeah when I came up with the super we're, we're ultra mega high. We're yes, we're we're tier two now. Yes, yeah, so we live in we live in Cambridgeshire, which has had one death due to COVID. If you if you even believe that those numbers are recorded properly since October, it's not exactly a high area by. Any measure. Well, if, if you go slightly further afield, like Market Deeping and places, there I believe they're tier three. Uh, yes, uh, only a few Link, miles Lincolnshire. away. Yeah, so we're on we're on the edge here because we're in Peterborough. Sure. Um, uh, so uh, people in my office. Are but they've, they've, today. they've got Peterborough postcodes. Oh, the Peterborough postcodes are the largest postcode in the country. There you go. Little known fact. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not they're not far away. They're only ten minutes away. The, yeah, but the Peterborough postcode stretches to Boston. Sure, but I'm not talking about as far afield as Boston. Stamford. People in Stamford, people in Deeping, sure. uh, they're all in Tier 3, absolutely. And so we've got people who live there who uh, come to work here and they're just saying how, how ridiculous it is uh, today. Um, but the only people in Tier 1, I think, is like Cornwall and the Isle of Wight or something. Yes. Um, but again, the numbers for the east of England, of which we're part of, um, I'm really no no different. Well, okay, let's take a let's take a step back, shall we? We're currently in lockdown, and I'm using the I'm using the shorthand that everyone uses because in reality, lockdown hasn't didn't it hasn't ended. The government restrictions haven't ended in their entirety since they were introduced in March. And in fact, there were restrictions before the 23rd of March. On businesses, the way they we're, operate. We're, we're in the second national uniform lockdown, yeah. if you like. Yeah. The Lock- circuit breaker. Well, no, you see, this is this is where um, the, the, they wanted the certainly Keir Starmer wanted a circuit breaker, and Wales had a circuit breaker. I think Scotland did, which was the supposed like two or three weeks over the half term break, which we didn't have. So why is this one not a circuit breaker? Well, because it's England. It's the same thing. Yes, it is. And it's all about branding, obviously. Um, but the tier system is just lockdown. If you're in tier three, you're in lockdown. So it's still lockdown. But my point is, we've all gone, we all went into lockdown again, without talking about the stupid terms. We were in tier one when we entered lockdown. Yeah, and now we're in tier two. And now two. we're in tier two as we leave lockdown. And more people are in tier three than they were in before in tier two, as you just said. So it's a circuit enforcer. So what did lockdown do? Well, it made it worse. It made it worse. I, I, it didn't make it worse, though. If you look at the stats, it didn't make it worse. It was already getting better. Yes. It isn't worse. Yeah, and this is the point. So, right, no. It made... Lockdown led to more people being locked down. That, yes. That's what yeah. it's led to. 
but it hasn't made it worse. It hasn't. It, so it, all the numbers were all going down. Well, the, so the numbers Before the numbers were wrong anyway because of the number of false positives. Yeah, and um, I think they're counting the deaths wrong as well. Correct. But even even with their fudged false figures, the fudged false figures are going down. Yeah. Even by their own measure, which is fundamentally flawed, they were all heading down before lockdown kicked in. Should we um should we spend the just a just a thirty seconds or a minute or so on talking about false positives? Because I think I I think I get the feeling because I didn't know at first what the false positive figures mean, and it can be quite misleading because you people see, make mistakes in it all the time. Yeah, but also you also you see these things like the false positive rate of the PCR tests we think are something like 0.7% or 0.8%. Mm. Okay? And that doesn't sound like very much. Would you would you agree? It sounds pretty accurate. But but I know that I know, but, but on on the face of it. Yeah, on the face of it it sounds like it's a, well when you when you put it the other way around. If you say uh, 99.3% uh, I'm right there, aren't I? Yeah, 99.3% um uh, Accurate, accurate, yes. Then you go. Oh, I can't get much more accurate than that. Yeah. So the thing is, though, if your test, so, and this is this is one of the reasons why you only test sick people, yep. people with symptoms, yep. is to reduce is to reduce it because you only want to you only want to test people you think have got it because if you start testing the general population, which they have now, they've, they've done it in Liverpool and places where anybody can go and get a test several times. Let alone, I've got plenty of anecdotal evidence of people getting tested when they don't have symptoms because they're scared. Sure. Or because sure. they think it's the right thing to do, or because their boss told them. And that, that's been rampant. Sure. So at the, at the moment, you, you, you can get a test regardless. So yep. they, are, they are testing everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> if let's, let's say, because the, the, the latest PCR tests, I don't believe they've released the accuracy figures. No, they still d- haven't. D- d- they deli- still haven't. D- deliberately. But let's, let's assume, for the sake of this thought experiment, let's assume that the rate is 0.8%. Yeah. Okay. So the, the so the false positive rate is zero point eight percent for this particular test. Yeah. Um, we test everybody, and we find out that one percent of them test positive with COVID nineteen. That means because of the so it's one percent of 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 the hundred percent are yeah positive test cases in quotes yeah, but it's only it's it's a zero point eight percent of those right. of, yeah. of of the one hundred percent. So it's actually it's eighty percent of those. A false. Yes, eighty percent of the positive of the positives. results. Correct. Yes. So it's not eighty percent of the results are wrong. It's eighty no. percent of the the positive results are wrong. Yeah. So more likely, more likely, but it's still not proven that it's not point two percent in the example you just used there, because you know, the difference between zero point eight and one that actually is zero point two percent of the of the population that you just tested are actually. Are actually positive. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Which is only twenty percent of the positive results. Yes. Um, yeah, and they've been, because they've been testing so many hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people, um, you, you because there is the presence of a false positive rate means that it'll never end. Yes. Yeah, and and it's, great, it's all gone. It's greatly it's greatly increased. The chances of getting a false positive, uh, obviously, are increased if you test on uh, someone who doesn't have it you know they, they, you can only get false positives on people who, can't, who don't have it yes. so if you only test people who are likely to have it the chances of getting a false positive are, are very, very slim yeah. but if you test the, the overall population but th- th- this is exa- this is I was almost 
kind of going to write an article about this in that they could they could feasibly carry this on forever yes just by testing the fit and healthy population and yep. they will, and if the full, if the false positive rate is 0.8% they will always get 0.8 of the population who will have it yes that that's what it means so it will never go away yeah but it has because the test is flawed um obviously you've you know you you've, you've listened to or read um Dr Mike Eden and stuff on, yes, on this yes both yeah yeah exactly and he's obviously He's he's proper proper expert on this and recommend I'm I'm sure all our listeners <laughs> have already consumed information by him. So this is you know, Well just is, just 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 search for the Delling Pod the, yeah. the Delling Pod podcast with him on it. It's arguably one of the most important podcasts I've ever listened to, that one. It's just it's just got absolutely everything in it um, about this. because uh, he also talks about how um, not just the the fact that the numbers are big and therefore that makes the number of false positives in absolute terms big. Uh, but the the fact that it's been done by by amateurs, so the chances of of uh, of, of cross contamination are really high. Uh, you know, they're just being done in tents. Uh, the the you know the level of scrutiny is so all all the quality measures that you would normally have are are gone. So it's it's likely to be even higher um, than the kind of estimates even of just the efficacy of the test if it was done in perfect conditions. Um, have you read? Um, there's an article from, oh, it's uh, ten years ago or more. Um, well, if I have, I probably can't remember unless it was a particularly good or bad. No, 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 no. It's cropped up again now. But the point right. is, is the article is from back then, 2006 maybe, um, about an outbreak of whooping cough in America in an American hospital, and how they were like properly locking down everything. They PCR tested everyone. I've, I've never read that, but you told me. You told Did me about I? this article that. Few months ago, I'll I'll dig it I out. Think, I'll dig yeah, it out right. and and stick it on the uh, the description maybe of this. Um, it was an entirely false pandemic. There was no pandemic of whooping cough. Literally, no one had it. Well, there was. It wasn't just that there was no the pandemic or the, no epidemic. There was no. There were no cases. That's what I mean. It there was, was no, there nothing. Was not at all. a single case. It wasn't like there were a few cases, but not quite enough to be an epidemic. Nothing. So this has happened before. This has happened before, and so this is not a test that you should rely on. Um, you're aware of the the, lat- the new lateral flow test, which is this test you can get results very very quickly. So that this is where you know, they go they go around Liverpool and they just do all the tests. So um, uh, my business partner, one of his kids' schools, is taking part in the mass testing of children. Now you're screwing your face up, and I agree with you. That's child abuse. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And I, and I said this to him, I said, they're doing this in a school because they would never get away with doing it with any group, with any group of adults. Uh, and, and honestly, they're controlling their movement and they're, um, they're testing I'd, it. I'd be pulling, I would be pulling my kids out of school. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, there was a whole thing about consent, about whether they should get consent or not from the parent. I mean, honestly, I know, un- unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, this um, the, the BMJ haven't been particularly sound this year, but it's like they've woken up recently. And so there's, a, there's, a, there's been a few things now in the British Medical Journal that have gone, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and one of them was on this lateral flow test, which even the manufacturers of this test say you shouldn't test it on people who haven't got symptoms. It's not designed for it. And yet what are they doing? Testing, mass testing 
Well, and, and on children, it's going to be exclusively on people who don't have symptoms. Um, yes, if, apart from, so in this school, for example, it's one person. Um, what to be honest, I don't know the details, but they suddenly test everyone because they've got one case. It's, yeah. it's but kids case. don't have symptoms, is what I'm getting at. Oh, I see the rarity of them. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, and so, it's so rare for a kid to have symptoms. I feel, I feel like one thing we could do here is we could just list all of the things that we know and that we know to be true, even though it's, it, they're, they're seen as, 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 as impossibilities by the, by the masses, you know, yeah. like the fact that kids don't pass it on. Everyone, everyone, in quotes, knows that kids are dirty little... <laughs> critters that pass on everything but this this is which is one of those things that they don't they don't pass on well it's because they don't get it or they don't or they, well you mean they fight it off almost immediately so this this is this is the thing we is, had this conversation about did, infection and infection yeah so we, we had we had a conversation with, i can't remember it, we, were we messaging on twitter it might have even been probably on, on twitter on twitter um so the difference between getting infected with something and producing an infection from it, and yes. I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure if there are different terms for this. I'm, you know, I'm not a no, medical doctor, but no, I, I, no, no. I you can be infected with something I, and not develop an infection. Is what you are kind of getting yes, at. and I'm not sure the the correct terms for that. But I can be yeah. exposed and I can have something in my system. This was it, and I was using the term infect. It doesn't to mean that. It doesn't. Yeah, and, and you're probably right. There's probably a different between difference between getting infected and it actually producing an infection. Yes. Um, and perhaps there should be different words if there aren't already. But there's, a, I, I believe that kids can get infected with stuff, but they don't produce infections. Therefore, they don't, yeah. they don't pass it on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is, but this is like yeah, you're, you're, you're making a good point. Is that the, the terminology has been hijacked? You know, even the term case is wrong. It's being used wrongly. So not only are the positive tests mostly false, that even even terming them a case is is wrong. Because there's not a clinical a case in the clinical definition. Well, cases have of symptoms. Suffering. Yes. From suffering. Ca- cases. Cases have symptoms. Cases have symptoms. Are you aware? Just talking about the. Uh, well, this is related to all of it. Are you aware of the study that's come out of China, where they tested people? This has been touted in various media that I've seen as proof that there's no such thing as asymptomatic spreading. This yes. Just came out in the last week. Yeah. Have you read it? No. I've read the whole thing cover to cover. Oh, that's why I have. Because <laughs> I remember you telling me you were reading it. Yeah. So I, it wasn't I very long. And, oh, okay. And so I and so I read it, and and this is where, for example, on um, uh, on lockdown, I, I nearly emailed Toby Young because on lockdown skeptics the next day, he ran the piece saying yeah, proof that there's no such thing as asymptomatic spread, and certainly. You can quote the study as saying that, <laughs> but I think they're missing a, a missing a trick here. It, it was it's an incredibly easy document to read, by the way, um, and this was testing the testing China in May, I think it was. So bear in mind they had it first. This is months and, later. Yeah, it's yeah, not like. Sure. In May here, and it was in the Wuhan region, region as well, wasn't it? Where they they tested ten million people. Yeah. 10 million people they tested. Okay. Um, but get this. When, when they talk about asymptomatic spread in this, it was all the people that tested positive. They ran virus cultures on every single one of the people that tested positive and they didn't find the virus. 
They didn't have it. They were all false positives. So that's not that's not asymptomatic. That's, not, that's people can't spread it if they haven't got it. Mm. But it's clear as day in this study, and no one pointed it out. And to me, this was more important. This was a more important way of showing that there's a false positive rate that if you run cultures on those people, because the difference between again, I'm sure if people have listened to Dr. Mike Yin, they'll they'll know this. But the difference between a fragment of the virus. RNA, which is what the PCR test is looking for, which could be from live or dead virus, and certainly if you magnify it with the number of cycles that you run, which we do in this country more than we should, then you'll find dead virus. And so what they almost certainly did in Wuhan was find people that have had the virus. And so the PCR test picked up dead fragments or the same amount of fragments in a papaya or a goat like the uh, president of Tanzania found when he ran PCR tests on a number of, of things he wanted testing. Um, uh, but, they, but they didn't have the virus in them then. They didn't have a live, inf- as you said, an, in- an actual infection. See, this is, and this is, this is what I... But that's bigger news, surely, than asymptomatic spread in this, in this case. Yeah, arguably. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think there is asymptomatic spread of of anything because I think if you're asympt- if you're asymptomatic you don't have it yes all right and so this is the other point the concept of having something asymptomatically is rubbish I think is utter bollocks yeah so what I what I am interested in I put a, I, I, I did put a tweet out about this but I'm, I'm not very popular so I didn't get any and I'm certainly not popular with the sorts of people who would you know kind of reply <laughs> to this kind of thing um, so I didn't get any replies um, but I it's it's taken as a fact now yes that you are regardless of whether you become symptomatic or not or you just fight it off because you've got a great immune system whatever covid mary is that you are you can be pre-symptomatic or if, if you let's say let's say that if you are if you're never going to get it and you're and you're just going to fight it off then you you're not pre-symptomatic but if you're going to get symptoms you get them in four days so there's this four day window which which is what makes the coronavirus so deadly is because you can spread it for four days. You can you can be the outbreak monkey for four days, not know you've got it, and be yeah. spreading it around. Yeah. And four days later, you suddenly have the symptoms and you feel ill, which is why yeah. this why lockdown. It's why, yeah, why, 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 why we're locking people down because you know you, yeah. everybody might have it's it. Why masks? Have you seen any evidence around that? No, <laughs> not not a bean. And I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's completely false, but I haven't. I haven't seen any, and I've, I've been trying to find some. I've, I've seen. I have. It just seems to be quoted as a fact that you get symptoms after four days, and that you must have been able to spread it up until that point. Yes, I, I, I agree. And this stuff is, it's just not. It's just not true. As I say, I, I found no evidence. So I, I would, I would love it if a listener could find um, some, some evidence, some study, anything at all. I, mean, I can accept that it will take a few days to get symptoms. But normally, an incubation period. Yes, but what normally happens? What do you think symptoms are for? They're to spread it. It's not just coming out your pores, you you know, and and everything you touch has it. If you haven't, as you say, if it hasn't, if the infection hasn't taken hold yet, then what are you? What are you spreading? Then you're not spreading it. It's not. It's not there to spread. It's only when you are you are emanating this virus because it has taken hold of you. Which is why I'm sceptical totally. that, that you are symptomatic in, or that you are pre-symptomatic. Yeah. And I no. think you made a good point in conversation the other day saying that if that was the case, 
then everyone would have got it within two weeks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, is, every, 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 everyone would have would have contracted in the whole, you know, the, the, or it would have gone the, around the world. The proportion of the world who was susceptible to it, because obviously it, it does appear now that some people are, have got natural immunity to this. But yeah. everyone who was susceptible would have got it within a couple of weeks, and the whole world would have shut down because everyone one is kind of in bed with 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 coronavirus. Yeah, and then they'd have well, they've detected it. Weeks. But they've detected it now. They've they, they've they've found what they think are cases, but they've detected it in the sewage and stuff, haven't they? In in countries last year in in Europe, uh, let alone let alone you know there are definitely people in the UK who were who were getting it in in January um, of of this year or over Christmas. This, these mis- all the mysterious illness stuff um, comes out now. If it was such a good spreader, then the epidemic curve would have happened then, and not and not later. So yeah, I think it's I think it's not. Can I just take a moment while we're while we're here, yeah, um, and I know we've said it before, but I think it's worth reiterating, particularly if if somebody hasn't listened to us before. Um, I I don't care how bad it is; it yes. could be absolutely catastrophic, and there's still no cause for lockdown. Yeah, if it was that bad, people would stay in their homes voluntarily. Yeah, and they this would, was they would Ebola, take all their, they would take all their measures. You don't need to describe Ebola. They would take all the these play <laughs> the black. Play. They would take all these measures um, voluntarily. And if they didn't, that doesn't matter anyway because it, because it's on them. Yeah. No, but people need to be protected from themselves. I'm not. I'm not going to make the arguments. I'm not. I'm not going to make the arguments because it's because it's not. Okay. I'll make. I'll make, an, I'll make another mar- argument about going out in public and not wearing a mask though. And this is something about so this in lots of people gone about this, but it, it, it's the neoliberals who have wound oh, me up because tell these, me about it. these are the people who are supposed to have you back when it comes to freedom. These are the they're most. The free they're ones the most are. disappointing of the lot. Yes. You know where you stand with a socialist, because you expect him to be pro-state, to be pro-coercion, uh-huh. to be pro-control. Um, the neoliberals, you you would have hoped that these guys would yeah. have got you back with it, regards to freedom, but no, they're all mask-wearing, Nancy boys. Yes. Um, not all. Not all of them. Okay, but oh, a, a, most a, a of few them. of them. No, there are a few in the IAA that aren't too bad. I mean, Chris right. Snowden's pretty good. Um, Even then, he still waves a bit. And, and Nemitz hasn't been too bad, but yeah. like Ryan Bournes and these people are just Awful. shocking. Awful. Um, so the, the one thing that I do talk to you about yeah. um, uh, is externalities. Oh, don't. Okay. Get me okay. And the, the theory being is that you don't consent to breathe in other people's germs. So I did a little bit of research on this, right? You and I are probably breathing particles from Julius Caesar's last breath in 44 AD. Okay, <laughs> such is the amount of particles that you breathe in in, in a single breath. And, 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 and the spread, breathe out. And breathe out and the spread. So we're probably breathing, br- breathing particles that Einstein breathed. You know, li- literally these things get recycled and recycled. So you and I are probably breathing Caesar's last, last breath. breath. Not Love just it. any of his breath, his Love last it. breath. Love it. Okay, so the idea that you don't consent to breathing in somebody else's particles... Not even when you step outside, just just by by existing, yeah. you don't have a choice. It's ridiculous. Um, so I just want to just put that to bed now. That all this, the whole externalities argument is just absolute rubbish. Yeah, you know, lock yourself you. in in a in a hazmat suit, breathing through a gas mask in some hermetically sealed unit. You know, with the air that's recycled, your own breath recycled again and again and again. That's the only way you, you, you know, you stand a chance of not breathing in somebody else's germ. So that's just utter rubbish. Yeah. So I want to just remind you of our, and our listener, 
of the podcast we did on the 20th of July, 2020. Real maskism has never been tried. Okay? So this was... I sent that around to a few people recently, actually. That, that, that podcast? Yeah. To people we know. Oh, really? Yeah. That was the one. That's, That's the, the one, one where I'm thoroughly black-pilled. Is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's the one where we talk about. That's the that's the first time I've actually sent it to someone that that we know. Oh, really, I've done it a couple of times now. Yeah. And had good and had good feedback. Um, that's the one. The reason I want to bring that up. It's almost like coming out. <laughs> no, it is. It is. Um, that's the one where masks have now been announced as happening. Uh, yeah, mand- mandatory masks are kicking right. in. Okay. And I just want to remind you. I know, I know, I predicted that by October, yes, I know. In July, you said masks will be gone by October. And and I said, not only will they not be gone, but I I spun off this whole multi-year. I I, I planned out the next year in quite detail, uh, but then said it would go on for further than that, um, as to to how, how and where the tyranny would happen. And... Without going into details, it's it's a it's a great one because I just I just I just rant about it. Um, I w- I was right, wasn't I? I don't mean that to crow, but um, the stuff I've talked about. Has we, we know you don't like blowing your own trumpet, Nick. But this, but in quite a scary way, there's a lot of talk about the stuff that I have that I did predict. For example, um, I said they would pivot to um, to flu and colds. And Hancock was out this week saying, well, after this, we'll turn the, the test and trace programme and masks and everything and, and self-isolation to other respiratory diseases like flu. Because why should we be soldiering on, going to work and infecting people when you've, uh, when you've got a cold or the flu? And that, that's, where, that's where we're heading. That's where we're heading. Uh, let alone the fact that I said that masks were going to stay because we would get into the winter and then suddenly all the respiratory illnesses go up, which is what, which is why I think going back to the death figures, mysteriously no one's dying of flu. Isn't that amazing? Well, so you look to the figures, flu has been wiped out, Pract- practically wiped out. Why do you think that is? Could it be? That some of the people, or in fact the majority of people dying from COVID are actually dying from flu? I think that is highly likely. I also think that it is fair to say that SARS-CoV-2, again we're saying flu, because flu is a a collection of of viruses. Including other coronaviruses, I think you'll find. No, I don't think... No, no, no. The common common cold is. The common cold has got something right. I'm happy to talk. I'm happy to educate you on this, Andy. Influenza. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> In- influenza. I'm going to pour myself another one of these delicious scotches please, and you're going to go please, on. A please do. Medical. Uh, ben Romack, a space side for our listener that cares. Would you like a tiny bit more? Yeah, go on. Um, influenza is a, is, a, is a virus of which there are a number of different subtypes. Um, the, uh, the, we're not recording. They can't see what you're doing. The... Uh, the common cold is a collection of coronaviruses and rhinoviruses, which are which are different. So, again, when people talk about don't no, don't fall asleep when when people talk about this is just a flu, 
what they really mean. That's shorthand. People criticise people for saying, oh, it's just flu. What they mean is it's like flu. And what they mean is it's as, as dangerous as a flu. And, and again, what they kind of mean is a respiratory illness. Um, people die of colds. People our age don't die of colds unless they are... Um, uh, Immunodeficient. In, exactly. Uh, unless they're immunocompromised in some, in some serious way. A coronavirus is just a virus that's passed from an animal to a human, though. So there's never been a flu, an influenza that's passed from an animal to a human. Uh, no, 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 no. A coro- sorry, sorry, I'm going to bore you again. A corona- Jeez, what am I doing? Yeah, well, you, you, what did I do? Well, you, you, did you I bring this on yourself. <laughs> what did I ask? Coronaviruses are common to to various mammals, but they're called a coronavirus because the virus itself has got the spike proteins surrounding it, and it looks like a star with a corona. Is that all? Is that seriously? Right. Influenza virus doesn't have it. Okay. Sorry to be absolute <laughs> uber nerd on that, but but that's but that's what it is. But yes, the, some of the common colds. It's actually quite a small number. It's only between ten and twenty percent of common colds. Okay, no, I'm, I'm going to correct you here. Excellent, go for it, okay. please. The most common of the common colds, which makes up ten percent of the common colds, is a coronavirus. So it's got to be at least. It's got to. It's got to be quite. It's got to be more than that. I mean, I, I'd so accept twenty percent. I thought. I thought it was only twenty percent, and the rest were rhinoviruses. It could. It could be twenty percent, but the, the the most common of the common colds is is a a single coronavirus. It makes up ten percent. So so. And they they think that this came back to a coronavirus outbreak. One hundred and twenty. Was that like the eighteen nineties? Yes. Or something? Yes. I remember you talking about this before. Um, and and what happened is always it was quite serious, and it kind of affected loads of people. Uh, Turned into the common cold. Yes. Because apparently, what happens, what happens with a lot of these things is there will be there will be different strains. Obviously, viruses mutate. Yeah. What happens is the really serious ones, people will shut themselves away and they won't pass on the symptoms to everyone else because they're so worried they about passing So they basically die out. So they die out. Whereas if it's not too bad, I don't care if you get it. I'm just going to go carry on as normal. I'll go yeah. to work. Or, and and they're the ones that carry on. Yeah. Um, but people obviously do build up immunities to it. Uh, and some people are naturally immune, uh, and they think that these people are, are likely to be, um, you know, to, to be immune to the current coronavirus, which is why it doesn't take as long to reach herd immunity or community immunity or whatever, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. Um, see, I've, I've 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 gone to take I've, I've taken to calling these people um, immunity deniers now, and that's well, that's a good one. I've been using flat cover for the last six months, but immunity denier is, is a good one. I, I don't know whether I've taken that from someone else or not, but it just, just it came think, to me. I don't think it matters. It came to me the other day, and I was like, "We need a term that uh, for for those that think that only antibodies will do." And in fact, <laughs> even Bo- Boris is there going, "Oh, I am bursting with antibodies, yet yet I'm self isolating because them's the rules." And, and it's just like, "Are you are you kidding me?" I mean, you just you've just said. That even if the rules are wrong, you should follow them, and that's that's not a surprise, though. Surely it's not, but it's also otherwise. Otherwise, it's like saying you can break the rules if you think that they're. But isn't he? They're but wrong. isn't he also saying you and I think? But I don't expect Boris Johnson or anyone. But isn't this. he also saying that the rules aren't uh, to to coin a phrase fit for purpose? I mean, we know they're not, but he's just said very specifically, if you've had it, this doesn't make any sense. In yeah, so he, in his defense, he didn't say I could be one of I could be the sixth person on the planet that gets it again, 
and that's even if you accept that five other people have got it again and they weren't false positives in the first place or the second place. Yeah, see, I, 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 think, I think that's what he, what's, what he should have said. Politically? Yeah. Should have said, just in case... Yeah, we don't know. We don't know how long antibodies last. Um, therefore, the rules are in place to protect me and to protect you. Um, therefore, I'm going to self-isolate because we, we just don't know enough about it yet. Yeah, it's a complete unknown. Anyway, I don't want to talk about him. Immunity deniers. I'm I'm, I'm calling them immunity deniers because I like, I like the word denier because you automatically yes. think of Holocaust denial and now um, climate denial. There's a few of them now, isn't there? I mean, climate sceptic is a thing, but climate denier. Climate change denier, that's the term, I think. Yeah, it? but again, again, when people talk about climate change denier, you automatically think of Holocaust. You do. Holocaust you do. denial is like the... It's the thing. It's the denial. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the most common denial of zero, denials. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so immunity denier, I think, is a good one because the concept of T-cell immunity that the fact that your body might fight this off because of other coronaviruses um, that you've had. And again, this is the concept of this spike protein. You know, if, if your body has seen something similar enough to that spike protein before, then it will use its knowledge of that to fight it off. You fight stuff off all the time. Um, and, and, and obviously, you know, some people have just have better immune systems yes. than others. You know, yes. if you keep yourself fit, if you're having lots of vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, you know, if you're... If Hydroxychloroquine. You're... <laughs> Not many people are probably on that as a rule. But... Another study came out, another study came out this week showing that of the people that were given a combination of hydroxychloroquine, vitamin, uh, sorry, zinc, oh, I can't remember the third drug, it was another drug that I've not heard of, uh, the three of them together, if you can call vitamin D a drug, um, when they presented in hospital with symptoms. Sure. That's uh, I, saw, I saw the study. You saw the study yeah. as well. And it like works. 15 times the number of people died when they were of the control group. You know, only one of 144 people uh, yeah. died. But aside, aside from that, some people just have, you know, there are things you can do getting more sleep. Yep. You know, there are things not, you, there not are, being overweight. Yeah. There are things you can do to improve your immune system. Um, so some people are just going to fight it off quicker, and you know, than, than anybody else, um, and they might have very, very mild symptoms. Again, which is the the the, the stupidity of um, of it being just it, it, even the people who say, well, we should just lock down the elderly. Um, you know, there are there are people in their eighties who have fought this off. There are people in their nineties who have fought this off because their immune system was able to cope with it. So it doesn't mean again. I know people, or I know people's, some people who their parents are scared because they think that if they get it, the chances are they're going to die. Whereas my 86-year-old neighbour has been coming around for meals. Good, she, good on her. She's, she's on her own, and she doesn't want to be stuck in, you know, indefinitely, not seeing anybody. She's al- well, she's already beaten the odds, okay? Sure. Of, of life in general. Again... Other important stats that I'm sure our listeners know, you know, the average age of death of, a, of, a, of someone dying from COVID is greater than the average life expectancy, both for men and for women independently on this. Here's an interesting one. Did you know that if you get to the age of 80... 89. <laughs> I'm, I'm sceptical about that. I thought I wanted to see the data behind that one. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, your life expectancy when you, once you reach 80 is 89. On average, 
I think it was a question of kind of being you're, you're more than fifty percent likely to get to eighty nine once you get to eighty. But that that would indicate that as many, so if it's if it's an average, would that not and an, okay? So it's been it's been twenty five years since I studied maths, probably longer. Um, wouldn't that mean that you are that there are as many people dying at eighty one as there are eighty as like ninety nine or ninety eight or whatever? If that's an average. Oh, I see what you mean. Do you see, do you see what I'm saying here? Well, it depends which average they mean, because this is the other reason. Isn't Again, the is it problem? mean? Is it median? Or M- yeah, mean mode or median. But even if, mean even, if it's, even if it's mean, even even if the average, if, if the if the life expectancy is, you know, the average age of someone reaching eighty is eighty nine. Yeah. There've got to be a lot of people in in there, well into their nineties. Yeah. But I think there are. I mean, I, I mean, you know, the, there's a lot more people surviving. And that, that would indicate that there are very few people dying in their in their early eighties. So there are lots of people it's dying, and lots of people because obviously the average is eighty-one or eighty-two, I believe. Yes. Um, but yeah, or there, there are thereabouts sort of for men and women. Which to me says you need to get past that age, surely, before there's more chance of you surviving. Well, no, because that's the average. So there must be lots of people dying younger than that. Yes. A lot younger. If, if there, if, if you, by the time you get to eighty, you're you're expected to reach to. 89. 89, which means a whole host of people are reaching even longer. Probably getting towards a hundred. There must be people, a lots of people dying a lot in younger than, than eighty in their sixties and seventies. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, but it's get COVID, live longer. That's that's uh, not no. I don't, no, don't, but don't I think I think we that. tried to make that point a couple, <laughs> yeah. couple of podcasts ago. Yeah, um, uh, no, absolutely. Um, but yeah, just just to go back to my previous point, it doesn't matter how bad things are. Governments shouldn't have the right to to lock down. You know, to 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 put entire populations or if indeed anybody under house arrest and lock them in their homes it's, Shall it's, we? it's morally wrong and you should for your own health and for the health of everybody else you should just ignore the rules and just use your common sense if you, if you don't have a great immune system then perhaps you might want to take slightly more precautions than you know, than, 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 than you or I are taking Nick yeah but just don't follow go the government outside. go outside don't see people wear a mask Masks are bad for you. They're just yeah. Just go outside. Get 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 some exercise. Sleep well. So, eat well. Take vitamin D. Yeah. My, enjoy so, your life. Don't get stressful. Is more likely to kill you than the coronavirus. Stressing yes, about the stressing stress about of, this. No, totally. Will, stress is, is, is more likely to kill you. So just ignore ignore the rules. Yeah. So sod it and just live your life. What do you? Interesting. What do you think about the concept of? Um, Getting, you're more likely to get it if you go to hospital. Of course. So, does that mean I, 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 you I, I, try I, and stay out of hospital? Oh, absolutely. So, what if you are, if you, what if you are more likely to need hospitalisation? Should you then be scared about going in? Is that not what's causing more deaths at home? No, but I think if you've got something that can wait, then you probably should. Well, again, so it, it depends on how it depends on how old you are. And well, you know, for me, I wouldn't care because if I get coronavirus when I'm in hospital, it, yes. I'll, I'll fight it off. Yeah. So it'll depend on how you know if you're immunocompromised or not, how old you are, the likelihood you are of dying of getting coronavirus. If I was very, very old, and I'm and I'm scheduled to have some operation that will mean I'm in hospital for a week, but it's something I can I can live without for a while, you know, I'd probably think you know I'm not going to take this risk. Yeah. Because um, I was always trying to, I was doing trying to do a bit of research for this, and I was. I was trying to work out whether the NHS had killed more people yes. than it had saved. Yeah. Um, and trying to work out the, the number of people that were infected with coronavirus. Have you looked at deaths at home? 
the number of deaths at home since well, March. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't have figures on the top of my head, but I was trying to work out... No, I just out, wondered if you'd looked at that. I was, trying, I was trying to work out how many people have been infected in hospitals compared to people oh, that infected in elsewhere, elsewhere in the community. And it's not as it's not as <laughs> this sounds really not bad. It's not as bad as I hoped, <laughs> but it's um, you know the, the, it's something like a third of the people who are infected were infected in hospitals. Though that's an important stat, though. So it's not that the NHS are perhaps killing more you know you know more people than they're, than they're saving, but it's you know they are doing damage. They're absolutely doing damage. So you know because the, the, I I I thought it would perhaps be more than half of the people Wouldn't would you, catch it when they're well, in hospital. Well, so again. Let's talk. Let's talk masks, okay? We're, we're told, well, if that you pictures of nurses and things, well, if I can wear one, you can wear one. You know, all of that kind of nonsense, okay? If masks work when you're trained, when they're good, and when you're in a clinical setting, then there wouldn't be all these people getting it while they're in hospital. So they don't work. Um. Yeah, I think I think part part. Well, and it's not just masks; it's the general cleanliness. I was going to say hospitals. part part of that is the so masks don't, you know, masks don't protect against viruses. They protect against bacterial infections. Viruses yeah. are a thousand times smaller than than, than a bacteria, etc., etc. But Japanese don't have this. The, the Japanese hospitals don't have this problem exactly because they're cleaner than we are. Yes, and their infectious control is absolutely spot on. Yeah. So even now they've only had I think under two thousand deaths. It took them ages to hit a thousand, and they've got one of the one of the most elderly populations in the world, very, very highly you know, densely populated, um, but their infectious control is, is, is amazing. So then when you go to hospital with COVID, you're not infecting anybody else. Yeah, I know the answer to this question, obviously, um, but uh, the, you know, the Japanese saw SARS um, and so have had more than a decade uh, to, to prepare for this and to, and to, and to in, improve their infection control. Do you think in 12 years British hospitals will have better infection control? <laughs> it will be worse, won't it? It will be absolutely worse. You know it. Yeah, that's why I still know the answer. Yeah. To, talk, talking about masks though, um, so we've had now our, our school, uh, so both our kids go to the local, the local primary school, they're both primary school age. Um, they've been pretty good in the scheme of things, up to the start of this new half term in October, November. Um, and basically when they got their first case, positive test results, let's say instead, um, which caused, so we were we were on edge in the run up to the half term. Oh, I remember, you, you know I this. remember, we were, yeah. We were, we, were, we were on edge because we wanted, we, we thought, that there was going to be a in quotes circuit breaker lockdown, um, and and we thought that we were going to be we'd locked down right when we wanted to have some fun with the kids. Because this this was the day that that your son came round to see me to play Minecraft, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So um, he, he was key on he that Saturday. So that was the that was literally the first day of the of the half term. So we thought we'd made it. And we we had planned we we booked some things we were going to I do remember, over it, the week, yeah, and, and one of them was him was come, coming around coming around, coming to, around to see me, and we played Minecraft together for a good few hours. And then after that, had lunch, and and then after yeah. that, we met uh, some friends at a, 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 a rave. at a play park for a definitely not a birthday party. <laughs> in this a play park, pure coincidence. We definitely didn't bring fairy cakes for everyone or party bags. Def- we definitely definitely wouldn't have done that. Um, so that was that day. Later that day, we get the email from the school saying someone in in in, in my son's bubble 
has tested positive, so everyone in the bubble's got to self-isolate for 14 days. Um, and, and even though that includes the half term, you've got to self-isolate. So I immediately read every inch of the law on this uh, in order to see whether or not that was the case, whether or not we had legally to self-isolate as well, or whether it was just him. It was just him. So my eight-year-old son, eight-year-old healthy son, okay, is told that it is against the law for him to leave the leave the house, okay, for 14 days. This isn't like lockdown where you're allowed to go and exercise. Nope. This is like quarantine. This is, you're not allowed to leave. Uh, and so for for my son's mental health and physical health, I took him outside to exercise um, in the dark. We stayed away from people because I didn't want other people going, oh, hang on a minute, aren't you supposed to be, you know, whatever. So we snuck out many times as soon as the sun went down, <laughs> gave each other code names, etc. <laughs> Sure. Well, uh, I remember, our, I remember walking around and visiting him, and, and, and yeah. well, this was the thing: you're allowed to come and visit us, but you're not allowed to visit him. I mean, it was, just, it was just all utter, utter nonsense. But, but that all, that all happened, and then from that moment, the school then went right. Okay, we're now going to do masks on the playground. And I was like, oh, are you kidding me? So, so far, up until that point, just to qualify that, that's only for parents. Yeah, because I, I thought you yeah. meant that they, they they wanted kids to wear them as well. No. No, parents. parents. And the thing is, we already knew of other schools in the local area uh, where where they were insisting on school-run masks for parents. But we thought, well, we got lucky here. They're clearly not, not you know, overzealous with it. But they were like, no, right now that we've had a case, now that we've had a case, we need to we need to up it again. And it was again, it was the announcement of the lockdown coming in November. So right, we need to do this as part of that. So on the same day that lockdown kicked in, uh, the lockdown that we're in right now, they added they added masks to it. I have I have an anecdote for you. Yep. Um, and this is this what we're is, here for. This this is just an anecdote. Okay. This is just one experience of, of somebody. Do you mean the lived experience? Well, if I was on the left, I would say this is the lived experience of something. As I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, a libertarian, uh, this is anecdotal, anecdotal evidence. But this is a friend of mine, a Polish friend of mine. Right. Um, and he had to. That lives over here, or the? Or you no, no, in Poland. In right. Poland. Um, I'm aware of the restrictions of self-isolation in Poland. Well, yes, yeah, so he had to self-isolate because, and they were, they were they're quite strict over there because I think somebody, it was so he works from he works from home. Yes. Um, uh, and so it wasn't it wasn't somebody at work for him. It may have been I think his wife works and his kids were going to school and it was one of someone in one in in you know someone in one of those been areas. That, that, that I think one of them had been in contact with, but as the, I think the rules over there was the whole household had to yes. self-isolate. So it might have been someone in his kid's bubble at school or someone in his wife's work, whatever. but sure. basically they all had to effectively quarantine. And, you know, they had, he, he was, he had to install an app on his phone, on his iPhone. Um, uh, like the NHS test and trade size thing. Yeah. yeah, but they, they, but but it was it this was, was to track you specifically to track him. It's like keep this on you at all at all times, and I mean, of course, there are ways around it because you'd leave your home phone at home. You're going to break yeah. the rules. You know, it's yeah. ridiculous. But anyway, they told him to do that. Because um, I remember joking with him saying that like, as soon as they do that over here, I'm and I remember waving my my Nokia yeah. phone saying I'm going to go back to this thing. Yeah. Um, and, and we joked about that, but he he had to not only did he have to install this app, he got visited by the police twice right do you want to do you want me to tell you what 
I know. And, and they didn't, they didn't, so they didn't come in, but they were tapping on the window. And they wanted to see him. And I think twice, it was either once or twice a day with this app, he had to take a selfie of him <gasps> to, in, his, in his house no. to say, I'm still in my house. Here we go. Right, so what, so what I heard, because my, my wife has uh, a friend who lives over here, uh, uh, but is Polish, uh, uh, and, and what she said was that if, when you're in self-isolation, same situation as your friend, uh, the police visit you every day and will you know, we'll, you know, we'll knock on the door and well no they'll phone you they'll phone yes, you yes they did and, and want to see you at the window that's exactly what happened to him every he got, he, day right it didn't happen every day he got it a couple of times I mean I think he's I think he's reasonably remote I don't think he's in like a, a city or anything so yeah. it, might, it might be quite it might be a little bit more difficult but can you imagine that must be all they did yes the police yeah. for a time just going around phoning people knocking on the doors and checking sending a selfie proof of life yes it was like right okay now he needs to take a selfie so he has to take a selfie and but this is where we think it's draconian over here it is but what's that then it's worse yeah, yeah. but it but it, it is you know as much as it's worse over there it is absolutely still draconian over here so but isn't that awful uh, absolutely that's horrific you know they were tapping tapping on the window and then he had to say yes it's me and he'd have to come to the window and and wave to them and it's awful. That's unbelievable. I mean, that, that's police state. Yes. That's absolute police state. So masks on the school playground um, was my was my wife's limit. And she said this for months. <laughs> she said, if I do that, that's where I draw the line. Not, not least of which because it, there's nothing in the law or the rules that says you have to wear a mask um, at, outside anywhere. Sure. And yet you're being told to do that. By the school, um, and and so she hasn't, and I haven't, when dropping off and picking up the kids, even though basically everyone else does, and it's a similar experience to being in a in a shop, where you know you feel like you're being you're being watched, and lots of times you are. Um, interestingly, when I last went to pick up the kids, and I've not done it a lot. Um, and I said to I said to my wife, I'll do it every day. I'll, I don't I don't I don't care what I have to do work related. If you don't want to put yourself into that position, I will drop them off and I'll pick them up every single day until this is over. If it if if it means that you don't have to put yourself in in that situation if you're just too uncomfortable. Um, but we've been uh, she's been doing the the, the, you know, the vast the vast majority of it though still, uh, but still doesn't like it. When I last went, there were another four. I think with me, it was five people on the playground. But bearing in mind the size of the school and the number of people, we're not talking about some small parochial school, we're talking double intake, we're talking 60 kids per year. And, okay, there's a bit of staggering at the moment. Um, so how many, how many parents in the playground are we talking here? Uh, so the, 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 the number of people... And how many years? Because I picked up right because I picked up two kids, so I had to I had to stay there during one of the staggering switches. Yeah. So I was probably there with half the school. Okay. Um, and four or five of you. And there were only there were only four others that that I saw that that weren't wearing that weren't wearing masks. Everyone else. So this is probably out of a hundred and twenty parents. Something, something like that. Like that. Uh, no, at least yeah yeah. Um, but you see, what I find interesting is that, um, and going back to you know what we talked about in the last podcast about censorship and about the you know, finding the information, um, what what my, what my wife's done, and like she's she's nowhere near the I don't know what word to use zealot <laughs> that I am for for this stuff for 
for freedom and for you know. For it's this. more it's more like an anti-zealot, isn't it? I think the yeah. other people are, are the zealots. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, this is like saying well, there's no ideology. I get I get I do yeah. get what you're saying. Um, but um, yeah, she's not as anti-state as I am. Let's put it let's put it that way. But obviously, she's she's way more. If if there's a scale, and I'm not using this term, I'm not using the label specifically. But she's way more libertarian than she was as a result of this year. Obviously, I you know, you'd have you'd have to be a moron not to be. I think. Um, in, in, in 2020 but there she are said, lots what, of them around I know, I know, what she did what she, she told me this the other day, she said I went, be, be, because of the mask thing, I questioned whether or not I was right so I went out to find as much information as I possibly could and she, and, and she why, said why doesn't everybody I do know, this I why know, doesn't everybody do this think about thinking think about you know yep. do a thought experiment yep. find out evidence you know, take she was worried oh, that she might be wrong so she went out and she found every piece of information she could find and, and, and all it did was entrench her yeah, views sure. that were already sound uh, which were that Masks are bollocks. And again, this is so, you know, even even if masks worked, if masks worked... It still shouldn't be mandatory. It still shouldn't be mandatory. Of course. I, if, if they worked, I would wear one. For the same reason one, as lockdown. But I'd wear, I'd wear one because it's common sense, not yeah. because, yeah. you know, the same way if I, yeah. if, I, if I caught COVID and I found myself having the symptoms and, you know, losing my sense of, of, of taste. taste and smell yeah. and coughing and stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't be coming around here recording a podcast. No. Unless you wanted, unless you, well, unless you wanted it. Well, no, you see, this is, this is the difference. No, you'd say, well, like, well I, I gave people the choice. When, when it did go round, I am, I am of, of the opinion that it went round my office a couple of months ago um, in this second ripple, or the end of the first wave, as I like to call it. Um, and, um, and during that time, I was ready for my four days plus sure, whatever. Yeah. Uh, even though, again, it's it's not even that. It's like they, it's like accepted that you can get it any time up to thirteen days after, which is why you have to be in isolation for fourteen days, and then you start your you know, a new isolation from that point. And you might be the the unlucky one that it takes you thirteen days to get it off someone, in which case then you're locked down yourself for twenty eight days. Anyway, um, so I I told everyone this is what's happened. I've been in direct contact with more than one person who has definitely got it right now. So and, and, and just for, for clarity for our listener, this isn't you haven't been it's not just that you've been in contact with somebody who's had a positive test case. You've been in contact with people who have lost their sense of taste and smell. And, and had other other symptoms flu-like as well. Like symptoms. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, only one of them had a cough. Um, but the I mean the common factor really was this really odd thing of losing your sense of taste and smell. Uh, I've got I've got videos of of people eating chilies, and just nothing, nothing. having a bad stomach later because they ate a chili, <laughs> but not no, but going nothing nothing. Um, my favourite I think I don't know if I said this on the podcast. My favourite was uh, a member of staff um, walking past uh, go, going into a Yankee candle shop and not being sure, yeah. anything. And it's yeah, like, no, we did say you need to be clinically dead. Yeah, because we mentioned about a listener um, not being able to smell Ardbeg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Of course, of course. So everyone's heard this story. Um, uh, I can't remember the point. Uh, I was like, yeah, no, no. Um, but when I knew I'd been in contact with people who actually had it, and I'm there going, good, I've now been exposed to it. Now's my chance to fight it off if I haven't already fought it off earlier in the year uh, by being exposed to somebody somebody else. Um, I still spoke to everyone that I knew and said, if you if you want me, I'm here. Um, but you know, there's no 
There's no compulsion in the rules for me to self-isolate. I will stay in if I get the symptoms. Uh, I'm not going to get a test, mind you. I'm not going to com- contribute to these nonsense numbers. No. Uh, but I will self-isolate for a period of time until I deem that I'm not infectious anymore. Um, I'll use my common sense. And, of course, having conversations with our, you know, our parents and in-laws and stuff like that, you know, I'll tell you what, let's just wait a couple of weeks, shall we? Yes, fantastic. We were going to see each other next week. We'll see each other the week after. It makes perfect sense to do that in those situations. And this is where, again, that the... the, the uh, the immunity deniers just think that um, when you're anti-lockdown and anti-masks uh, and anti-government restrictions, that what that means is that you want to go and infect everyone. Of course it doesn't mean that. It means that potentially, if you'd got it, then I, I would want to see you. Because I'd want to get, you would. get the immunity. <laughs> no, exactly. Sure, yeah. Why shouldn't I have that choice? Exactly, exactly. Why shouldn't I? When, when I've made that risk assessment that the other people I'm going to be with are going to be fine as well. You know, we have chicken pox parties. Why, why couldn't we have See, that same? was one of my predictions that hasn't come true. I predicted COVID parties. Well, you don't know they haven't happened. I mean, there's not been yeah, any real evidence so. it's probably, it's, it's probably, there's, there's probably so much of a stigma around that. If you're going to have mm. that, if you're going to do it, you aren't going to be... It'd be like Fight Club, isn't it? The first rule of COVID party... Is that you don't say you had a COVID talk party. about COVID party. Um, Should we talk about vaccines for a bit? Okay. Are you an anti-vaxxer? No, but I'm not getting that vaccine. So you're an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> that, right, that there in a nutshell, I mean, I think I've done that in as, this in is, as this few is words as possible. This is a example of binary thinking, isn't it? Yes, yes. Absolute binary thinking. Did, did I just do that in the, in the smallest that's number probably, of words? That's probably the quickest way we could have done that. Yeah. Um, again, my, my wife gave me a great one today, and she said, <laughs> um, just because you might question the safety of your choice of car seat for your child doesn't mean you're against car seats for kids. And I thought that was a great example. You know, there's one particular car seat that you don't trust. That doesn't mean you don't put your kids in a car seat. It's that with the vaccines, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's that simple. Not, not least of which you and I don't need a vaccine. So that, that's the point for me. If I was, if I was immunocompromised... Or I was very, very old in a high risk group. In, in some kind, of, in, what in some kind of a high risk group? I could, maybe, maybe I'm 89 and I've reached my kind of you know, my expected <laughs> age. So I've got past 80 now. I've reached 89, um, and uh, you know, and I'm thinking, well, hang on you're, a second. Um, you know, the chances are, against, but... <laughs> chances are against me now, unless I'm going to be one of the ones that that goes to 80, that goes to 98 to bring the average down. But anyway, maybe I'm very, very old. Um, I might think you know what it's worth a punt. I know this. I know this vaccine has only been around for six months and it's been rushed, but it's probably worth me doing it. When you're that age, again, you're in that. I've got to die of something. Exactly. What's gonna you know? What, if, if even even if the you know the symptoms come on in five years, I I'm probably not gonna see them. I think I'd still play the odds. I know. I know that's difficult to put yourself into that situation. Yeah, I don't know. Now, but I can. I can entertain the. I can entertain the fact that I might make the decision mm. when I'm that age. I might think. Sod it, what have I got to lose? But there's literally zero reason for you to do but it But there's now. no reason for me to do it now. Um, Should we get all the vaccine arguments out? If it's so good, why do I need to take it? As long as you take it, sure. Well, you're protecting same, yourself. It's the same with masks. If they work, then just wear one. If they don't work, no, why are you forcing no, me to no, wear but it? That's where, they, that's where they've been so genius at this, isn't it? This is, this is, there's, there's two arguments here. One is that it's not to protect you. It's to protect everyone But they say else. that about the vaccine as well. 
They do. Because it's only 90... Again, like Master, not 100% efficient. They're only 90% efficient. I thought that was a great conversation we had with that guy on, on Twitter, where you actually put that seed of doubt properly in his mind at that point. Because he was like, no, I'll take the vaccine. But you went, so you're willing to bet a one in ten chance that you might infect your loved ones? <laughs> he was like, ooh. <laughs> you know, you put the cat amongst the pigeons there. Like, Well, because my original point was, okay, great, this vaccine is 90%, you know, is 90% chance of working. So it's, you know, it's it's 9.9%, you know, worse than my own immune system, which yes. I've got a 99%. Well, yeah. that's and that's you saying that you've only got a 99.9%. Chance. Well, yeah. So I, I I had an argument with a, with a guy afterwards as well, saying, you know, I, I I'm pretty sure that I've got a one hundred. You know, the, the chance of everybody is ninety nine point something percent. Therefore, someone fit and healthy like me and of your age, etc. You know, is yeah. going to be a hundred percent. There is yeah. no way that this is going to kill me. Absolutely no way on earth. Yeah, yeah. I bet everything on it. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it, the the only way the only way that you you would succumb is if you had an undiagnosed problem. Sure, that probably wouldn't be detected after you've died of it as well. Uh, you know, the, the the tiny number of people that have died that are in our age group and younger. Like, the, you know, just just to, to give you an idea, um, there hasn't been anyone in in Wales, and I, and I, you know, I've, I've got so my business is in an area in the Wales. size of Wales, in actual <laughs> Wales. <laughs> Um, so Wales is the size of yes. Wales <laughs> in an area the size of Wales. Also, a population of Wales. Nobody has died within our age range. Really? Nobody. Or or kids. Correct. Or, and, and younger. Yeah, I don't think anybody under right. the age of forty-five. Or uh, the last time I checked, nobody under the age of forty-five had died. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it's a horrible stat, but I've I've pulled it out before, which is that more children in Kent have committed suicide. Sure. Than have died of of COVID in England, and I mean, that's a, I mean, that's horrific. It's probably got worse. Oh, I'm sure it is. the The suicide numbers. Am I right in saying that they're being suppressed at the moment, or am I making that up? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think the suicide numbers are out, and which is worrying. Again, that's worrying enough. Worrying enough. the The number of excess deaths in the home is is high, and has been high since March. Yeah, so we need to we need, we need we're going to need to move on from this because stats of child abuse and spousal abuse are oh, just heartbreaking. Yes, absolutely heartbreaking. It's, it, well, lock, but this is why lockdown kills, and I'm using lockdown here as the shorthand for any but, and all, all restrictions. restrictions. Sure, sure. But lockdown kills, and it will have been shown by people who are willing to look at the actual data to have killed more people when this is all over. Than, but it was than it was possibly it was, could possibly have said. But it was predicted by you know not just you and I, no. you know, but lots of other people that it would it would have these effects. Would you like an anecdote? Is um, it a happy anecdote? Uh, no, but I'll we'll we'll end this particular bit on this <laughs> anecdote, and that was back in April, maybe May. I know someone who works in the court system. Right. Uh, and it was all, and I mean all, spousal abuse, family, family horror. The, the, the numbers just went like that. They just skyrocketed. And every case going through court in April in, in, in this area was all, was all family stuff. It was all horrible, all, all, all abuse. Uh, 
it's it's very easy to predict. You don't need to be an expert to predict this stuff. Um, you know, keeping again. You, know, you talk about um, you know the shutting down of schools and the and and that. It's like. Well, if you, if you keep people at home, you keep abusers at home. Exactly, you keep abusers at home with the people with the people they're abusing. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And so, for all of the problems that we say that that state schools have, they kept abusers away from from the kids they were abusing for the time they were at school. And that was reason enough to keep the schools open. Yeah, well, that's one of the only good things you can you can say about them. So little Marxist factories that they are. Uh, exactly. Um, can you name an international celebrity that's died from COVID? No. Uh, um, I can't, to be honest, off the top of my head, and I know we've had a few whiskeys now, I can't think of anyone that's that's, that's had it. I've, I've heard of a few people. There's like that, a, I've there, heard of a few supposed celebrities. Yeah, but they're people thinking, you've never heard of. I'm talking I've about... Never of I've never heard of them. No. I've never heard of them. No, there's there's a couple of people, and then, then there's one that is only like about 40 that um, you know, was, was on Broadway or whatever, but I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking celebrities. Surely... If this was a serious issue, then famous people would have been dying. Okay, I mean, do 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 you know anyone personally who's died? I only know people who've died because of lockdown. Right. I mean, so I, I that's I, that's fairly heartbreaking. Yeah. In itself, and these are these are friends of friends or relatives of, of friends, relatives of acquaintances. Right. But okay. I do know people who were. I'm, yeah, it, it's easier to just say the word denied that were denied healthcare. Jeez, I wasn't. Because of this. I, was, I, wasn't uh, um, I, I must admit that's it's making me feel it's making me feel quite upset. I know I wasn't it. expecting that actually. I was because um, you know I, I know I know one I know of one person, uh, but they caught it when they were in hospital the, and we're Ill, we're Ill anyway. The, I mean, the person I'm thinking of right now, um, I mean, I certainly wasn't close to this. Is someone 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 we know, um, someone we know's dad, um, who. Um, Probably didn't have much life left, but it's the point is that um, that they weren't they weren't treated, and that the information about what they had was was suppressed, uh, and so no one will ever know how long this person would have lasted sure. or whether they'd still be around now. And certainly, they would have had um, uh, a a less a less horrible end. Um, and 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 a, a nicer last six months it, or it, yeah, it, whenever exactly. that six months was. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, I know of I know of more than one person in that, Jeez, in sorry, that situation. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't no, that's fine. You if I'd have, no, that's no. fine. But this is why, this is, it's another reason it gives context to why certainly I am so opposed to all this stuff. There's the moral grounds, but then there's the. The, the lived experience, the, evidence, yeah, yeah. The, the actual evidence when you actually get close to it, and you know the more people I talk to on uh, on Twitter that uh, you know when you develop you develop those acquaintances on Twitter that are different from you know, regular acquaintances, and you start hearing the personal stories about people that they've had of the NHS over the last five or ten years, and you start and you and you, you find yourself going, I am so sorry for what you've had what you've been through. Um, you know, I feel lucky that I haven't been through that personally, but oh man, do I get why you don't agree with this, or why you don't agree with you know the mm. NHS or or, or whatever, because uh, this stuff is real. This stuff is real for people, and I suppose I I, I can't think of a of a nice way of ending any of this. But again, it's anecdotal, but the. Uh, my, from my read of the situation of the people that I know and talk to and the people my wife knows and talks to, 
from a mental health point of view, this is now hitting everybody. And, I mean, well, you know, I've talked about my my experiences with with masks before on on this and and, and not being comfortable at all. I've got, I've got an eye test tomorrow. Have you? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm not sure. Do you want a lanyard? Then, then at least you can just point at it and you don't have to say anything. Do you have one? I can give you, yeah. I got one because I got to the point where I... Part of me wants to have the argument. What's but part of me really doesn't. See, I, I, I have... So I want the option. Yeah, sure. So, and, and, and I know I've told this before uh, about like having, you know, I wore, wore masks to when I took Julian for a ride. Yes. Stuff. Yes. So, and, and we alluded to it at the beginning. So, at the beginning of the last podcast that we recorded earlier tonight, we kind of said that it's been a while. Um, and, and I've been, I, you know, I worked 19 days on the trot. Most of those days were like 12 to 14 hours. You know, I was literally yeah. at half six in the morning, you know, kind of waking up on my phone messaging yeah. people and, and the guys the guys who work for me at work had, had been working since six in the morning um, and they were staying on and like the same guys and like eight and nine o'clock at night still, still working going. yeah you know for this good guys this new product launch yeah sort of the earth absolute top guys um, and we were doing that for day including weekends I mean the, the weekends we weren't working 12 hour days at weekends but you're working but we were still working weekends and two weekends on the trot so it was like 19 days on, on the trot and you know, like eight and nine, and, they're, they're the t- and, and I try and get everything I can delivered. So I have, um, you know, my fruit and veg delivered. Yeah, you don't want to go to shops. Delivered. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Julie's support worker kindly, you know, does some shopping for us when right. she goes, so she brings some stuff. But there was the odd time that I had to pop in and get something from, you know, from the Tesco's down the road. And, you know, I didn't want an argument with people, so I just, I, I just bit the bullet and stuck on a mask, went in there, went in there and went out. And I completely understand People who just think, you know what? I've just, I was so drained at the end of every day that you didn't want to have. I didn't want to have, didn't want to have any kind of conf- confrontation with anyone because my brain is still thinking about all these. I'm trying to juggle everything at work, and yeah. you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Work. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I know I'm not going to enjoy this. Yeah, but it's it's going to be two minutes of my life. You're just, trying to trade that versus the the fact that you weren't going to enjoy it. Without. Well, I just I, yeah. I wouldn't you know after twelve or thir- twelve or thirteen hours at work I probably wouldn't have the you know I wouldn't be any good at arguing with anybody. Yes, um, catch it. me on a good day and and I'll, I'll be it. fine. I'll but I was just so drained after doing it day after day. So there were a couple of times oh, when I I've got a new argument by the way. So so I'm not sure you know I, and and you know I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do whether I was going to go in there and be ready to have an argument with them and yeah. to say okay well I'm not going to come in if you want me to wear a yeah. mask or yeah. whether to. You know. So I've so I've moved my my position has moved on. Uh, position's not quite the right word, but my my attitude has changed a bit now. Um, I am I and I, I ordered. I've got <laughs> I ordered. You'll love it. Um, I ordered the most rainbow lanyards that I could <laughs> that I could find. <laughs> um, apparently, there's a thing. I've, I just not I don't go in out enough. Um, the, there's a the, a common one is a load of daisies. There's like the flowers on, on the, okay. on the lanyard, um, and and so I considered those because they're kind of quite common, so they kind of kind of stand out. And I was like, no, I want to go full virtue signal. I want I want the most virtue signaling lanyards we can get. So I got rainbow ones, and I got rainbow ones. I, I even paid extra. Have they got your pronouns on as well? <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> it it's. <laughs> Zim, yeah. Um, 
I got I got one. So it's a very clear. It's not even a. It's not a an, um, not a gradient. It's like full on color color sure, balance. Yeah. It's it's great. Really stands out. Uh, and then got the you know the specific cards that, that talk about exemption and, and all this kind of stuff. But I decided, whereas I wanted to go through this without a yellow star. Um, yeah, because that's been part of because part yeah, of my thing is like, yeah. would I feel worse? Yes, wearing yeah. the lanyard yeah. than than actually standing my ground and saying I'm so, not wearing because I think it's all rubbish. I'm, we made we both made this. It was when the schools thing kicked in, right? And we both made the decisions like, right, we're going to buy lanyards, we're going to have them ready. Don't necessarily need to use them, but we want them ready. Um, and I have worn it once. I think, oh, this is so stupid. Look, I mean, this lockdown has been different from the last lockdown. Um, in that uh, play parks are open. Okay? Now that's massive. That's huge. Yeah, because okay? I, re- I remember you and I going to Ferry Meadows. Yeah. And, and you know, the backdrop behind us was a park that was shut. Yeah. And it was utter awful. Nonsense. Heartbreaking. Utter, utter, utter nonsense. So this time around, we have been out and about. Sure. We have been, and, and we've been... We have been, to be fair, unofficially meeting people. We joke about breaking the law and about you know coming around here or going around yours or whatever. Um, but we've been we've been without coordinating it, meeting people we know at various parks and things, and then having a great time sure, with them sure. and their kids. And it's you know so the difference between last lockdown and this has been has been huge for that. The National Trust, okay, of which I've been getting woker and woker. You know, over the last, over the last, woke more woke, whatever the term is, over the last year, and we, I mean, we're members, we're life members, yeah, of the, nas- was, of the National gonna, Trust. I'm sure, I'm sure you it were, yeah. should be a lovely, lovely thing. <laughs> that is what we are. Um, so we've we've always been we've been going to National Trust properties for years. They 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 should be really good. They they have been really good. Um, they closed all the play parks and they didn't open them when the play parks were allowed to be opened again. Until lockdown. So now, now in the second lockdown, they're all open. <laughs> and so you can go to them. So we went to Belton House on right. the first weekend. I don't know if you've ever been to Belton House. No, it's no, amazing. No. Okay, and the, and the play park is all in the woods. It's big and it's sprawling. So how, and how far amazing. away is this? Uh, it's Grantham. So it's only uh, you know, okay. 20, 30 miles. Yeah, because we, we were thinking, because we, we haven't seen um, uh, my nieces for, well, for months. Right. Um, uh, it's north. They're south, though, aren't they? They're south. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty. But they're, 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 they're members of. I'm sure they're members of the National Trust as well. Yeah. So we were th- we, they were thinking of they, they you know they could drive up. It's the thing to do. And then we'll go. We'll drive somewhere. It's within totally the thing to do. Well, look. To be fair, even if they, you met them at Ferry Meadows, the, our local country park. You know? Well, yeah. So if we, if we couldn't find any National National Trust play because they're members. So yes. We, if we couldn't find any, any National Trust places. We would have gone to Ferry Meadows. Yeah. But the, the the plan was to visit one of these places that they yeah. hadn't gone to before. So you'll love um, this. So we rock up at the National Trust at Belton House. Sure. Okay. And it's, I mean, it was a lovely, lovely day. Proper autumn sun and leaves everywhere and still and crisp. So and cold. autumn is my favourite season yeah, because of the leaves. It's, it's just, just amazing. Yeah, amazing. Love it. I've, got, I've got photographs of the kids literally diving in piles of leaves and doing, <laughs> and doing um, like leaf angels, leaf angels sure. and stuff. Um, brilliant. And thank God that no dogs are allowed. But... <laughs> it was a it was a it was a great day. We took a picnic. We didn't want to face the the cafes and the masks and the cafes and all this kind of stuff. So we took a picnic. Had a nice cold picnic outside. Getting in, okay. 
they funneled you through a stupid little hut outside, okay? They've got a tiny little purpose-built building. But where is... You'll, you'll love this. You didn't know this until, you, until we got there, okay? So you had to, to book, you had to book your slot. Everything you have to book your slot now, nonsense. Booked your slot, got there. Only after we'd gone through this process did we realise that there was nothing computerised about any of it, okay? So they, because you book online and you pay online and all this kind of stuff, even with our lifetime membership cards, okay, they didn't even scan them. They were through the thickest perspects that you've ever seen. Okay, couldn't even hear what this person was saying because they're masked and they're behind perspex like it's like bulletproof glass. Okay, all they did was stare, squint and stare through the through the perspex at us holding up a card. Okay, and then walk off to a shared clipboard and go, "What's your name?" Oh yeah, right there you go. Tick. That was going. That was checking in. So, of course, for that, we had to be inside, didn't we? Not outside. So they funnel everyone through this stupid hut. Outside is a person who is making sure you're wearing masks before you go in. And all you're doing, you're going inside to go, there's my card or that's my name and I'm booked in and I've already paid and I'll tick. And then you go through, that's it. So the only place on site that you have to wear masks is for that. This is ridiculous. But they've got all the signs up outside. They've got these little little um, uh, display board, little billboard things saying you must wear a mask. But get this, this is the only place I've ever seen this. Yeah. You must wear a mask. If you have a medical exemption, you must declare it to a member of staff immediately. We may, we reserve the right to refuse entry to anybody wearing, who does not wear a mask. That's against the law, I thought. So did I. That's the only place that we have stuck our lanyards on. What, what was even funnier, bearing in mind I've just explained to you and described how virtue signally our, our lanyards are. Uh, a big bright blue thing hanging on my chest saying I'm exempt and rainbows all around me. <laughs> okay. Walk up to the little old lady who says, have you got your masks? And we literally just looked at each other and just pointed at the things and went... And, and then I think my wife did say, no, we're exempt. And this woman didn't know what to... Oh, 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 uh, right, uh, uh, oh, uh, okay. Bizarre. That's thoroughly, crazy. thoroughly bizarre. Not worn it since, but I am ready for... Um, I've got an eye test coming up, so I know I missed my... You did. Look at the back of my eye thing. I haven't rebooked that or anything. I'm just playing this the odds. This is my first eye test for about 25 years. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Really? I'm, I'm playing the odds on my uh, on my mole on my retina. <laughs> but, but I've got a proper eye test because I want to get contacts again because I've got, I've got my funky sunglasses that I showed you that I want to wear. Um, I should contact my work, actually, shouldn't I? See if they you, can... get, you, get a, you get a voucher. Right, yeah, you okay. get it free. Uh, it's about 20 quid anyway. Uh, it's, it's, it's not worth the hassle. Oh, <laughs> if yeah, if I'm honest, it's not worth the hassle. Um, what I intend to do so i've booked it they told me over the phone you must wear a mask they're apparently they'll be wearing the opticians will be wearing full ppe was the term they used i was like what does that mean what does full ppe mean does that mean they will have a visor a mask gloves and an apron does it mean a full hazmat suit what the hell does well, so that mean it's um uh i went to again this is another time i wore a mask recently i had to take um uh, I, took, I was taking my um, my tortoise to the vest 
Um, Why is that funny? I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope that she was fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so every now and again, you have to, um, you have to kind of clip their claws and their beaks. Their beaks grow too long. I didn't realise their beaks grew. Yeah. And we have stuff like so you can get like um, stuff that they can kind of gnaw against to try and wear them down. Like a chewing post. Well, it's like yeah. I think it's wind your neck into us. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it's made of, but it's something like I think it's like calcium. So they can kind of gnaw against it and eat it. Okay, and it, and so it the gives, gains it some minerals. It doesn't good because they need yeah. calcium for their for their shells. Not interested in that. <laughs> Hates it. Won't go near it. So as a consequence, the beak grows. Um, so they have to have it kind of like filed Tripped. filed down, um, which is often not easy because you have to kind of you know you, you try trying to get their dead well, to, the, to obviously stick they're, their neck they're, out. They're... <laughs> Yeah, it's hard get enough. them to stick their neck out. It's hard enough. I love this. It's hard enough with their so with their, with their claws. Obviously, their whole defense mechanism is to retreat inside, inside the shell. shell. I know, I know. So it's hard enough once you get, once you get a little the little kind of paws, whatever whatever they are, the little limbs out, Feet. and you can you can hold them out and, and kind of clip the. But you've got to entice it out with a with a bit of lettuce and then grab something its head. like that and then grab its head and, and yeah. So I they basically Not they basically do the claws while I'm there. So I was holding yeah. this tortoise that was just. And my, my to- Shelby, my tortoise is called. Yeah, of course. Uh, so we thought. So one, you can't really, you can't it's really. It's very tell difficult it. to sex a tortoise. It is until they get a certain size, and we we got Shelby when she, which I now know it's a she, was was pretty young, and they couldn't tell which sex it was. Um, and she was really quick. We stick her on the ground, saying, and she'd leg it around. Are you saying to me that for a period of time you misgendered your tortoise? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So we were thinking it was a he for, for a year or so because you just can't tell. In fact, probably longer than that, a couple of years. And then kind of finally, it's like actually no, this is a she. But Shelby's like a nice girl's name anyway. Yeah, yeah, totally. And because she's so quick, we, you know, we, we called her yeah. Shelby. Um, uh, but yeah, so we kind of kind of had to take her to yeah you know, to take her to the vets and and you know I was and the first time I picked her up when I thought it was a him, like, like she peed on me straight away. She's like, I'm not having this. <laughs> don't like it, so peed on me. And if you if you do if you take it to the vets and do that, she'll like she 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 crap everywhere, and she'll just she'll just protest. She's like, right, I'm gonna this box, this nice box you stuck me in, I'm gonna ruin it. Um, so she likes to kind of make it. So I was kind of holding up this tortoise, and she was like peeing everywhere, and, everywhere. Yeah, right. yeah, just to cause, just to make it known that she wasn't particularly happy. Yeah. And then when they had to do the beak, they have to kind of have to kind of take her take her away. But the um, so the vet that I went to was uh, used to I think used to have tortoises as a kid. It was a bit of a bit of right. like a, a tortoise specialist. She was saying that the um, one of the easiest ways to tell once they get to a certain age is that male tortoises on the underside of their shell are concave. Right. And do you know why that is? For for mounting. It's for shagging female tortoises. Yes. Because otherwise they wouldn't be able to balance. Yeah. So they've got to have like a con it's, yeah. it's an evolution. They have to have this kind of you know, the, the, the to one fit. To, to to fit on a female tortoise, yeah. They have the yeah. concave bit and she's like perfectly flat underneath. So Right, there we go. Yeah. What was that anecdote for? It was just it started off me having me again me wearing a mask because I was just so shattered from what ended I, up with you misgendering your tortoise. Um, that I, so, just, I just wore my and, and they and, and and obviously and they were so you was you were talking about full PPE. Yeah. So she was talking well, about I, having, she was wearing a mask 
and the face shield and saying, I have to wear this rubbish because if, we, if one of us catches COVID, the whole place has to, has to generally, has to actually shut down. Yeah. Um, so we have to, unfortunately, we have to wear all this rubbish and take all these precautions. So I've decided. So she was, she was absolutely so I'm ready. So I'll, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you the lanyard. That's not, that's not a problem. Um, but when, when I go in, uh, I am, what, what I'm going to do, I've decided what I'm going to do is when they say, Oh, uh, you need to you need to wear a mask uh, on you know, on the entrance door. I'm gonna go. Oh, oh, I'm I'm sorry. Reach into my pocket and put the lanyard on. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided that's what I'm gonna do because I think that'll have the best effect. Oh, I'm really sorry. I forgot. I I forgot to put this on. And then all that's doing is pointing that that I'm exempt. Yeah, that's I quite think funny. I. Part of me feels sorry for the person. I, it's not their fault that their their job is to point out non-mask wearers, um, and I know that nobody else is going to find that funny other than you telling you now. But I'm going to do that. But I have got. Well, so I was thinking about saying when they, uh, you know, um, when they asked me about mask wearing, I was saying, well, I, I didn't know. I tried to read the legislation, but I couldn't read it. <laughs> well, okay, well, that's interesting because I was about to say what my my, my, my eyes are really bad, and I haven't been able to read any of the legislation, so I'm here with that. <laughs> I mean that is funny. That's that, that's almost the uh, the Dominic Cummings excuse, isn't it? That's uh, should have gone to Barnard Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Great memes. Um, uh, my I, I've been I've been very specific that I don't want to say I'm exempt. I just want to say I don't wear them, and that's what I've been saying. People say you need to wear a cigar. I don't wear them. You and, it's, it's, like. and it's illegal for you to ask me why. Well, and, and I'm ready with the Equalities Act 2010. Um, if we want to have, the, if we put it this way, if you want to have this argument, I will win. But again, one of the things is, if you're not, if you're not feeling, if you're not feeling that great, you don't want to because you're not feeling that great. You don't want to put the other person no exactly in a difficult exactly. position and have and, 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 and because I. Because I'm a nice person, exactly. I don't want to have the argument. Exactly. I don't so it's, want to... it's sometimes it's easier. Yes. If, and, and again, but I'm ready for a member of the public comes up to me. Oh, for and, sure, that's yes. different. If somebody accosts mm, you, yes. if I'm if I'm yes. if I'm popping in Tesco's and it takes me two minutes to go in and get a pint of milk or whatever, and, and yeah, because I've run out. But my new my new my new go-to line, other than the uh, the the opticians thing where I'll put on the lanyard because uh, I think that'll be funny, um, is uh, no, I can read. <laughs> and so going, okay, I, I think it's very funny that you're saying you can't read, and you know, I thought, well, you can't see to read. But I think the whole point about all of this, and I think this is a great way of tying up this podcast, is if people just read, they will understand what is going on, and they'll understand what's going on with masks and with lockdown and with the government restrictions and with tyranny and with how a virus works and how respiratory viruses work all year round and how people behave and and how people should act just read and that's my advice to everyone that is a great way to end the podcast i think um have you got anything else that's it brilliant so thank you for thank you for listening uh, you can subscribe on whatever podcast app you are listening to now, or you can go to the website. Sandyboard.com. And, and yeah, Sandyboard.com. You can get all the previous episodes, some of which are on YouTube, although we've, we haven't bothered 
because we've both been rough at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so we haven't bothered to video this one, uh, but you can go to YouTube and find them there. But please subscribe and please, if you get the chance, share it with your friends because that means more to us than anything else. We don't want your money. Just share it with a few people and that will make our day. We, we're here, hopefully, to make you feel a little bit better that there are other people out there that think the same way as you. And, uh, and so if you've managed to get all the way through this podcast, sorry it's been a while since we've had a few. Thank you for listening.